Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Islamerican Views. I am Faraz and I have with me Bedawi, Muhammad Ma'roof, and Abdul Shaheed. And today, I think, is the day. Today's the day I've been waiting for, guys. You guys ready for this? <laughs> Come on, I'm waiting. It's the day I've been waiting for. And it's the day that we're going to bring our beloved scholar to. Love it. Beloved to who? To you? Uh, to everyone. I mean, I think he's a very popular scholar. He was influential in a lot of people's lives. So I'm not going to discredit him on his contributions as a scholar. I think we can agree that he has contributions. I think a lot of, a lot of people definitely yeah. have a point in their life, or especially Americans. Yeah, they look up to him. And this is why this is kind of painful to do, but it's also important to do. Um, because we need to step up and challenge these people that are leading our ummah. They have huge followings. They have uh, huge voices. They, they, you know, they, they're very influential. So we need to call them out when they're doing wrong, especially when they're consistently wrong on many things. So the person I'm talking about, to be clear, is Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. Um, and I've been, you know, telling Bedoui, telling a few of these brothers that we need to do an episode calling this man out and just saying enough is enough. And we kept giving the giving him the benefit of the doubt, kept giving him the benefit of the doubt, because that's what we do as Muslims. Right. That's we have to actually give our brothers the benefit of the doubt. In my opinion, when you're a public figure and you have influence and you're leading people, those benef- those chances are less for you because you have a platform. I mean, you guys can disagree if you want. No, no actually, I, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's you, just like the people that hold knowledge. Yeah. The, the sins are much greater. So people with the platform, people that are in the public eye, they're... They fall from much higher heights. They're yeah, they're on scrutiny for sure. Yeah, and and we we spoke about this earlier, that because they have a platform, they should be held to a higher standard, mm-hmm. and, and and you know they, they take that for granted. They some 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 of those uh, scholars, they take it for granted, and then when they do commit mistakes, they go back and follow and say, you know what. I'm just a human being. Yeah, obviously you are a human being, but you need to be held at a higher standard than the average person. Yeah. A.K.A. regular coffee. Average. <laughs> yeah. Cut that kind of person. So, I mean, all right. So, what are we talking about? Are we? Are we like just? Come on. Are we just picking on this guy? Are we just like using him as an example because we're just? in that cancel culture and we just you know, we're just fiending for canceling somebody or 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 do we have the right and the obligation as uh, Muslims who have a platform to call this person out um I don't know but I just feel like I feel compelled like I have to do this episode um and I'm glad that Bedoui brought it up today again and showed us a ridiculous video that apparently was recorded in 2016, but it recently got released on um, social media. Yeah, and the day of Ashura, which was um, two days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, so this happened on the day of Ashura, 
or was released. Um, but before we even get into this video, I want to do a quick, you know, uh, a quick rewind. Quick of, take down. <laughs> <laughs> a, a quick rewind. A quick rewind of some of the things that were questionable, right? So, and please fill, fill in the blanks if I'm missing something, but I think one of the major things that I've heard was when he gave a speech about Black Lives Matter and was pretty much talking down on Black Lives Matter as a movement, kind of saying they don't have, and I, I'll look it up, but saying that they don't really have a right to do what they're doing and standing up for what they're standing up for. Um, recently, he joined the Trump administration with, I mean, I guess in and of itself isn't such a huge deal because, I mean, that is the president of America and you have a scholar. So some people might say, you know, having a big scholar yeah, like a this. Racist. Yeah, but. Yeah, let's call it as it is. I'm joining a racist movement. Okay, so. He's okay. knowingly joining an administration that has openly um, supported white supremacists that have looked the other way when mass shootings happen and didn't call it as it is, which is white supremacist terrorism, uh, homegrown terrorism. He's joining just a ridiculous administration that... Um, is holding children at the border in prisons and cages, um, few uh, perpetuating war in Afghanistan and Iraq over the false notion that there were weapons of mass destruction. So all these things, he knew knows this. So some people say, okay, it's good that he's doing it because now we have someone inside and you can't change things unless you have somebody inside. But then some, a lot of people like Bedouin say that's complete and utter nonsense because um, we know what this administration is about. And we know he's they're using him as kind of a puppet, like a person. Hey, guys, we, we like Muslims, too, because we have this Muslim scholar that you all love on our within our administration. So that's another thing he did, right? Um, and now he's... I mean, this guy, let's remind people what Trump said in his campaign. He said, Islam hates us. Okay? He said, Islam hates us. In exact words. Yeah. Exact words. If if Hamza Yusuf just sees that and said, oh, you know what, that's, that's normal. Any president should be saying that. That's just campaign promises or campaign talk like rhetoric that's as muslims we are not supposed to practice our religion in such a way to be to look at the wrong and just just look the other way and say yeah you know it's it's, it's okay there's there's nothing wrong with that um so I, I i don't know i don't know where his wisdom lies um or or what it is i, I can't I'm not going to accuse a person of something, but I am going to call out what he is doing. And what he's doing is, is pure wrong. Yeah, I, th I think the main main idea here is, is uh, I mean, well, there's two, but actually what what, Benley, what you just mentioned is uh, not so much of pointing the blame on somebody, but looking at the actions and looking how this thing progresses. 
you know, you have somebody here that, um, as Farah said, is probably, I mean, I, I've heard his name by more American Muslims than any other, you know, sheikh or scholar. Hamza Yusuf is, you know, by far the most popular. Uh, he's written many books. He's very intellectual. He's got a lot of knowledge. But when people flock to that, when people come to, to appreciate somebody for their scholastics, for their academia, and then somehow 10 years later, let's say, just for example, confuse that and politics as two different things. So his followers have grown to love him based on his knowledge, uh, based on his interpretations of Islam, um, which, you know, I have my, I have my own interpretations, obviously, but what he does is he gathers a following, and then these people then are automatically in line with his political leaning. So what happens is that then there's, uh, they segregate themselves, they become polarized. Mm. This is this is now, okay, so this is his way of understanding the religion, this is his way of standing the outside world, this is his way of understanding politics. So then we become drawn just automatically without even thinking about it because it's like it becomes a second nature you let an imam you let a sheikh you let a scholar think for you and then you're over and this is this is what's happening so it's misguidance it's misguidance on a long on a, on a large scale so. and uh i mean i agree with that we, we're just blindly following these people and we're not doing the research ourselves because, frankly, many of us are lazy nowadays, and, and yeah. we want the scholarly work done for us and, and, and the, prepped for us. The scholar that Hamza Yusuf refers to, Imam Al Ghazali, so much, so much. Mm-hmm. Imam Al Ghazali in the Ihya Ilumadin, he actually says that anybody, any scholar, any 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 of the mushayikh to get involved into politics mm-hmm. should be abandoned immediately. Mm-hmm. Should not be trusted. Mm-hmm hands down, should not be trusted because of the corruption, because of the actual... Because it's so hard to... It's so hard. The power of knowledge alone, we don't know what it is until we actually hold it. Until we wield knowledge, it's much... We have no idea what it will do because look at all the people. Look at the people that that flock to Hamza Yusuf. Look at them. Droves, and droves of people. So I mean, you're saying that a Muslim scholar can't be a politician? I'm saying that you have to be very careful. Okay. Very careful. I didn't say that you can't, but you look back and tell, read about it, all, all of the all the, like, the really high, well-known sheikhs, like, they talk about there's there has to be a really gentle balance between your knowledge, right, which spiritual knowledge, knowledge of the deen, knowledge of, of the religion, and also having it in accordance with the sharia, knowledge of that. Yeah. If it deviates, you're in trouble for it. You're, as you said, an exemplar. You should be the one, you're on the platform, you're the one guiding the people. You know, most of us don't have the time to read through, you know, 57 volumes of fatwa to, to know a certain ruling on a topic. But mm-hmm. these are people that have devoted their lives and elected themselves to do that and then to help, you know, guide part of the nation, part of the Ummah. But when you have somebody that jumps on the Trump campaign and, you know, stands behind somebody that says Islam hates us what are you left to assume from somebody so yeah, it's it's just sad I want the, to the reason the reason why I was I asked you that question Abdul Shahid is because um, I really believe that 
some of the best scholars um, or, or some of the best politicians are scholars or have uh, Islamic background to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and because there's a movement out there, I won't name whatever group, but there's a movement out there that tells you you cannot mix Islam and politics. And to me, that is completely false. I say politics is part of Islam. And I think we, we can all agree on that. Right. That civic duty is part of Islamic duty. Right. Yeah, we the, talked about that in our the, previous episodes, the, uh, two episodes, like an episode or two back. This is back. part of the, um, you know, when, when you divorce religion from, let's say, science, or, or the science mm. and religion, you separate it. Same thing with, like, what we say in the U.S. here, church and state. When yeah. you divorce these two, you've lost your fundamentals. You've lost, you've lost the structure of moral. You've lost the structure of civic duty. You've lost purpose, and you're just left with... But like you said, with being such a huge scholar and then holding or talking about politics or holding a political position, you open up yourself for huge amounts of sin. Yeah. Just because of like the amount of power you have. Yeah. Um, So like you said, like you got to be wary because, because it comes with a huge responsibility. And then when you do get involved, there's a lot of corruption in politics. So when you do get involved in politics, there's a high chance that you might uh, fall into corruption. And I think that's, and I think that's what Imam Ghazali actually is more um, justifying or at least alluding to the idea mm-hmm. that uh, is, is because of the high risk of, of power that sin comes comes in much much quickly and and so i guess 2016 was a big year for this guy because uh, when he talked about black lives matter that was in december of 2016 as well and here's this article um by the rabwa times um i'll leave a link in the description it says, a widely respected American scholar has been caught in a racism row over comments he made against the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and it was in Canada when he made this, at this event called Reviving the Islamic Spirit. Yusuf dismissed the Black Lives Matter movement, saying a lot of the problems in the United States with the black community being shot by the police. We have about 15,000 to 18,000 homicides a year. are black on black crime, literally. That's quote, like exact words. Then talking about U.S. President-elect Donald Trump, Yusuf said, God is in charge. Trump is a servant of God. That's what I'm talking, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's fatalism. Fatalism does not exist in Islam. It doesn't. Hmm. It doesn't. It's just wrong. Yeah, you have to take action. You take action. You just you because just you see sit, sit back and be like, oh, you know. Hands up. Exactly. You see all you the know, brothers I, and sisters in Syria. Uh, oh, he doesn't. It, say, it, gets, whoa, whoa. it gets a little worse. So he says, you, uh, talking about police brutality against black people in America, he says, there are twice as many whites that have been shot by police, but nobody ever shows those videos. Black Lives Matter started because of police brutality against black people. That's exactly why it started. 
So, I mean, so yeah, just, these just, things are even ridiculous to defend. It's like, just, it's just like conservative Fox talking points that he's repeating. Literally, that's what he's repeating, and that's what annoys me the most. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but, he's but, misrepresenting facts. I think we should dig right into the yeah. So main, let's go into the video. The main that, thing of, of of this episode, which is the actual video. So we talked about. We talked about the a uh, couple other things that he did, and this is just another thing that surfaced of Hamza Yusuf, and it is. I also put this video in the link as well. Right, so, let's if you humiliate a ruler, God will humiliate you. The Syrian people will not be humiliated. That was their slogan. They're all shouting it in the streets. Now. All these poor innocent people are begging non-Muslims to let them into their countries. If you humiliate a ruler, God will humiliate you. Saddam, I was no fan of Saddam, but now we see the wisdom of why these people were in those places. What is he saying, man? Is he... Stop, stop right there. What is he actually Is he saying? trying to say that the people that Saddam murdered what is he saying? Well, I mean, if you understand his context, from what I understand, is that don't humiliate a ruler, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, and if you remove ruler, him, right? yeah, but what he's saying, that if you forcefully remove a ruler, then Allah uh, will, will hold you accountable, or will hold the people accountable. The consequences will be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate the people because they removed that ruler and 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 he's saying basically what syrian what syrians got they quote unquote deserve because they were the ones that removed that ruler from the country or tried attempted to remove that ruler and with saddam what happened he removed they removed him from power the u.s invaded and all these people, hundreds of thousands of people, were killed. Why? Because they were, they wanted uh, Saddam to be out. Now I don't know where to start with with these comments. Like I gotta, like, it hold is on, just hold ridiculous. On. Don't get ahead of yourself because there's more. <laughs> he also said Muslims are not capable of governing themselves because we're not ready. We're not ready. We don't have civil society. We can't even wait in line for buses. So yeah, this is, um, you know, it, it's ridiculous. And just the, the remarks that, you know, Muslims can't govern themselves. We, we're not civil. These are all, like, again, these are all conservative and Fox talking points that he's repeating and repeating. I don't know... Again, he he. I really don't know what to say. This is, this is a man that it's went crazy, to, to Mauritania, right? He went to Mauritania. He went into the Sahara, right? The deserts. Yeah. He studied with all of these like great, like unknown. I don't know if they're unknown, but like basically like Bedouins that that knew the deep knowledge of Islam. And then he. So this is these are the people that he's getting his knowledge from. So right. And and then he's saying that we can't govern ourselves yeah, I think, are we, I think gonna, we should stick to the first point first let's take it what's the first there's point? a couple points here. yeah first one is that he's saying don't go against and this is again 
a movement that people repeat this a lot, a couple of movements, is that if you go against the ruler, you use this hadith or this weak hadith, I'm not sure how weak or how authentic it is, and they say, if you go against the ruler, there will be consequences. And this is what he's using. And basically, he doesn't say it, but he's, he's justifying what happened to the Syrian people, basically, because they went against the ruler. Now, I, I, I don't even know where to start with this. You're telling me that these hundreds of people that died, they were killed by chemical uh, warfare and, and all this uh, gas bombs and, chlorine, and all this chlorine, chlorine bombs and all this stuff that these little, vicious little people children. did. These children. They're not even terrorists. These people are they're, they're brutal, unhumane people. They're not even human. They, they don't have a heart. You're telling me that's accepted. Why? For the basic reason that they wanted to live a better life. All they asked they for... They demanded for a, a, a decent life, a life without being oppressed. Yeah. When the Syrian revolution started, there was no guns. There was no war. There was nothing. All it was, it was signs asking the dictator to step down so they can have a better life. Why? Because they're living in poverty. Why? Because they don't have freedom. And, and that's and, not it. And, and that's that's all they were asking for. Those two points. And why Hamza they were getting Yusuf. killed by by tens and hundreds when it first started, and then things change. And if Hamza Yusuf really wants to make it about religion, because that's what he's doing, he's saying that you know, basically leave it up to God. He's gonna handle it, right? Why aren't you? Why is he completely disregarding what Bedoui just said? That innocent people literally were slaughtered. That people wanted a better life. That they were going against an oppressor. He doesn't even call him an oppressor. He doesn't even mention oppression. Like that's extremely. It has to be a few things, and I'm going to tell you my theory in a bit. But it has to be either he's completely like in his own bubble, somewhere in California, just kind of living in books and in his own bubble and now mixed with the Trump campaign. Or he's like one of those dumb geniuses, <laughs> you know, those those people that are so smart they miss the point. Yeah. Or... Yeah, that they don't have any wisdom. They have... Yeah, you're so out of happen. touch. Yeah. So out of touch. Yeah, so they can repeat everything, but they don't have Or to. my theory... He's a plant. That's what I thought. He's a plant. And this is my theory. He's a plant. He it's not a, it's not it's not a far, it's not far fetched because Islamophobic machine, there's a huge a billion dollar industry out there. Literally people getting paid to speak against Islam. Mm -hmm. It's not far fetched that they would plant someone to study this religion, know this religion, and then using scholar scholarly like, you know, language and stuff start disparging the religion and, and, and the people that follow the religion. So that's my theory. I mean, it's probably yeah. controversial, but come on, man. I mean, you it's know, just, one, one is too sloppy for it to be real. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing to crush his point is 
you know, I'm not even going to go to the Sahaba when they were ruling. We'll start with the best of the best creation, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When he was the quote-unquote ruler of the Muslim Ummah, he was the Prophet, Bedouin people used to come up to him, shout at him, and one Bedouin in a hadith shout, shouted at him and told him, O Rasul, O um, Messenger of Allah, give me from what you have. And he kept repeating and shaking the Prophet. What did the Prophet do? He smiled and he gave, he ordered to give him some of his wealth. That's the Rasulullah That's the example we have. You want to compare that to, to a person that's killing thousands and hundreds of thousands of people? Why? Because they went against him? Because they just spoke up? They, they said, we want freedom? That That's their right? Same thing with uh, Abu Bakr. You know, he asked his people if there was anything that he's doing wrong, please say, speak up. Yeah, I didn't even want to go there. To a even the, yes. You know, Umar ibn Khattab, who was such, um, such a strong personality, used to tell people, used to humble himself. He said, when I became ruler, I, I immediately stepped down. His, his his humbleness and, and the way he deals with people. He wasn't a harsh person anymore. He stepped down. Why? Because he knew people cannot tolerate such harshness. And the last thing that is acceptable is to rule people with an iron fist, mm -hmm. to rule people and treat them with brutality, to, to watch. These are, these are, look, I mean, the, being real, being like a human being about this, if you're a ruler, these are your people. These are your brothers, your sisters, your fathers, your mothers. You know, like, everybody in, 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 under their kingdom is, is an intrinsic value to these people, or to this person, to watch them undergo hardship, to, to watch just, them revolt against you. That's... It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous that... It's ridiculous that we're even having this conversation right now. It's ridiculous that this guy has been given so many passes uh, in our community. It's just, it's just I, you know, I, I was at a masjid when, when this, uh, maybe three, four years ago, in, in the middle of the heat of what's the Syrian war and what was happening to the Syrian people. And this brother gets up on the mimba, he's given a lecture. Um, and he said the same exact thing as Hamza Yusuf. He said, look at what's happening to the Syrian people. It is because they went against the ruler. I swear to God, I, I looked at that guy and I just, like inside of me, I started crying. I'm like, how out of touch are you? And how much sins are you getting for what you just said? Because just imagine that little girl or that little boy whose arms have been severed, who have been washed uh, on the shore of Turkey, who the father who lost his entire family and, and gone insane. Think about all these people and all the different cases and go and tell them that to their face. Yeah. Go and tell them this is because you went against your ruler. This is what happened to you and you deserve it. No, it's, it's crazy. Man. And we all have friends that come from Syria. We all more than one friend. And we all hear the things that they've seen, the, the, the 
separations from their family and being here with nobody. And then to say that, say, well, you deserved it because your people went against your horrible ruler? Like, come on. If, if Hamza Yusuf wants to continue to be a leader in this community, I mean, to me, he lost his credentials. No, I mean, that's... I'm saying if he wants to still be a leader in this community, people are still going to forgive him. But at least make an effort to explain what's going on. I don't... He's The thing about him is he's un, unapologetic about what he's saying. Listen, this is, this is an agenda. So I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. It's an agenda. The type of Islam of this, it's, it's, it's an agenda. It's, I, it's, I agree with it's, that. It's taking yeah. people's free thought, their free will, their, their minds away from, from doing what is right. He's, he's brainwashing these people. And it's not just him. There's many people yeah. that, that just put their hands up and say, Alhamdulillah, that's fine. Alhamdulillah for everything. But when you see an injustice, don't do that because that's a burden on you now. You see you an injustice, just, you, don't you have hands up and say, "Oh, well." You have Allah to speak up. Over. You have to speak up. You have to speak up. Being complacent has gotten us to to this level of being embarrassed all over the world. Almost, you know, many many Muslim countries are just being embarrassed. They're being just humiliated. And that's because they're run by dictators. They have this, a lot of people have been pushing these ideas like, you know, just accept what it is, what your whole thing. And then people rebel. The second they rebel, they're, they're being uh, demonized. Like, come on. But, to you know, a message, to, and this is my own opinion, to, to someone that repeats what Hamza Yusuf is saying and agrees with it. Hamza Yusuf has blood on his hands. And, and it, it might seem ex- extreme for me to say this, but I don't think so. He is justifying killing by giving these messages. He's justifying not to go out and speak the truth against your dictators. He's justifying to he's justifying the dictators to start killing people if they go against uh, against them and against the ruler. And, 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 you know, if you really think about it, in, in quote-unquote, the Muslim world, you see all these dictators, and they have shiyukh always on their right and their left. Yep. Yeah. This is the same fatwas, and this is the same ideas that they get. They get the idea that, you know, you have power. You're the ruler. You're allowed to do such and such. You're allowed to go kill these people. These people are kuffar. These people go against the religion, and you have the right to kill them, to capture them, to imprison them, so on and so forth. Any, but those shayukh are just they're puppets, though. Because of course they're puppets. Who, 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 but I'm saying, uh, but that's he's that's what he's resembling. Well, that, and that's, now. Really, yeah, that's, that's exactly what he's resembling. And that's what like the whole Imam Al Ghazali is saying. That be be wary of the shayukh who stay close to the rulers. Yeah, watch out for them. And now. Just to wrap it up, I would say, you know, you know, you guys said it brilliantly about him. But in general, if it's a sheikh, if it's a ruler, if it, wh- whoever it is, if they're preaching to look away from injustice, to oppress people, to uh, rule with the iron fist, then it is not Islam. It is not following our religion. 
and we should wholeheartedly condemn it. And if it's a person, even, you know, it's not, I think it's our moral responsibility, especially people that maybe have a platform, maybe you have following, or maybe you, you even friends, maybe you have family that look up to you, let them know that this stuff is not right. And I mean, that's just what we have to do. It's not, it's not bad that we speak out against him because we all can agree that we all admired him. Um, and he is influential and he did some great things. However, that doesn't give him a pass to, you know, misleading statements like that. It's misleading. He's leaving out a lot of stuff. It's destructive. It's It's not destructive. Um, it's just, he's parroting all these, all these talking points that are, you know, it just feels very disingenuous to me. So... You know, keep an eye out. Check out our check out um, the description. I'll leave an article. I'll leave um, a video up there. Yeah, and, and go back to. I remember one of the podcast that we did was about uh, yep. different shiurs and and what to follow and, and whatnot. And and we really speak in details about how we should go about yeah, know, following different shiurs and and our commitment. It's, just don't blindly follow a person and just turn off your mind and say, this is a sheikh. And the, and the minute he makes a mistake, you get heartbroken. You know, people make mistakes and people are not perfect. You need to think with your own mind. You need to take religion as part of your own duty, not the shiur's responsibility. It's, it's your responsibility to do your research, it's your responsibility to make different uh, decisions. And you know, it, it really has never been this way, I don't think ever, until like the last part of the 18th century, mm-hmm. this grouping of Celebrity issues. Celebrity issues. And, and then like, I only listen to, to certain sheikhs that follow like Hanbali or Hanfi or, mm. or Shafi. It was never like that. Yes, never yeah. was like that because yeah. earlier in the past, the, the golden age of Islam, you had maybe Hanbali, uh, a scholar, understanding everything according to that, but also Master Mutasawuf. Two, now, two differently opposed ideologies mm. are found together in this person. And it was like that with everybody. They they took the best of the things that they could understand and made it in such a way that was sound, which met with the Sunnah uh, and also with the Sharia and, and, and followed it perfectly. And that was the most successful time. And that was the most successful time. Scientifically and Islamically. Exactly. And now in the, the new had, centuries. We had people just boxing themselves into these ideas. And, and what was so open, freeing, a path so forgiving now has become one that's so strict and so so narrow and that it's it's blocked out any any thought. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well thanks a lot guys for joining me and for talking about this and for better we for bringing this topic up because something we definitely needed to discuss. Um, please follow us you know, keep keep engaged with us and uh, reach out to us if you have any ideas. If you think we said something, missed something, or said something wrong, just reach out to us. You know, we welcome feedback. Follow us on Twitter at Islam American Views, 
I mean, it's American Pod, Facebook, it's American Views, Instagram, it's American Views. And as always, um, Jazakallah khair and have a great week. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.